0: Hey guys, it's me, and I am coming to you live with a very special guest. Yes,
1: it's me. It's Will, the producer. I have breached containment. You now have to suffer through my wise-ass opinions on things outside the realm of politics. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Ed?
0: <laughs> yeah, so Will decided that I needed to be stopped because I called the subject of today's episode of Fucktard hard a few times during the pitch meeting
1: yeah it violates journalistic standards to an extreme extent we have to, we obviously have to use the much more scientific term of fuckwit
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in case you guys don't know the fuck hard or fuckwit in question is Logan Paul who is on the oh, meta-
1: true fuckwit if there ever was
0: one <laughs> yes <laughs> He is on the metaphorical ropes right now, because of an investigation done by the internet's detective, Coffeezilla. <clears throat> um, for those of you who don't know who Coffeezilla is, where have you been? Uh, he's a very well respected. Inves- Presumably, they have been offline. Yeah, yeah, they they you have to have been. Um, he's, he's a really well-respected investigative reporter, um, he calls himself the internet detective, um, he's largely cr- credited with uh, bringing down Sam Bankman fried, Freed, um, his investigation actually played, played a big role in the arrest of SPF and uncovering the scheme as a whole. He started. Looking... He did... yeah, oh. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I understand he did a lot of
1: the initial legwork that got the SEC looking into uh, Batman's Freed's fund and Alameda Industries, if I'm remembering that correctly.
0: You are, yeah. He's. Uh, I've actually just started watching the series myself. Uh, it's eight parts, I believe, <clears throat> um, and it spans more than a year.
1: In case you want to do a deep dive into a
0: real septic tank. But anyway, moving on to tonight's story. So, Coffee started looking into CryptoZoo, which was Logan Paul's crypto game thing. Fucking <laughs> no, terrible title, I gotta say. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell it is. Um, <laughs> because apparently it was not an investment. Uh, which is obvious because people were scammed out of millions of dollars.
1: Obvious in retrospect, he probably marketed it. He marketed it as an investment type game type thing, which is why we're very confused about what exactly to
0: descri- how exactly to describe it. Yeah. Uh, in communications between Logan and his team, um, Coffee found and shared them in in his videos. Which I watched, so you don't have to. Uh, that they were planning on manipulating the market. Uh, there were rules on when they could sell, how many pieces they could sell, <coughs> and how to avoid a massive drop in the price.
1: Obviously, you know the market is very arcane. Shit. Manipulating it in this manner is super illegal, and will get the SEC on and will get the SEC on your ass. And the SEC is one of those federal agencies that has that has retained their teeth.
0: Um, probably sharper than ever at this point. Um,
1: well, they're they're sort of riding a groundswell of public opinion against crypto, against these big crypto uh, investors. I guess is the technical term. Gummily troublesome to just call them con men. Yep. <laughs> um, you can't call them con men until it's proven in court. But anyway,
0: Um,
1: so when this came out, Logan's reaction was, um,
0: a bit extreme. Yeah, uh, well, Logan is an idiot. (laughs) Um, and his team tried to get him to not do anything. Uh...
1: Which is sort of the only move you have in this kind of situation.
0: It, it would have been much more uh, effective. So some of the problems that were uncovered, um, one, of the, one of the perks of investing or buying into CryptoZoo was you got to be on a Discord server with Logan Paul.
1: And the first response he made was just to stop answering questions on that
0: server, which is a really interesting way of doing things. you know well, yeah, you could you could sort of get it for false marketing in there, arguably. yeah, for sure. Um, one of the problems was with crypto you would buy an egg that was supposed to contain an NFT that you could sell. Or you could keep and then pair it with something else and it evolves like Pokemon. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. Um, But these eggs never hatched. And then a lot of investors claimed that despite what Logan was telling people, these eggs were not hatching and the price of the crypto itself was dropping almost daily. Yeah. So Logan decided that all of the lessons he's learned in the past were not going to help him this time, you know, self-reflection, admitting he made a mistake.
1: That's all oh, bullshit. Hold on a minute. He learned those lessons
0: allegedly. <laughs> all <right. laughs> Th- this is when my my one day of thinking about being a lawyer comes in handy.
1: Uh, Allegedly, yeah,
0: okay. (laughs) Alright, but, yeah. So he, Logan decides that he's going to blame the developer, or the dev, for CryptoZoo, Zach Keller. Logan claimed that Zach blackmailed the team for $1 million. He did not expect Zach to come out punching because Zach countered that Logan and his team never even paid for the code. So to
1: sum up a vital feature, the main feature that they advertised Cryptozoo as having that's made it unique over its competitors never got put through because the code to, you know, the code that would make it happen never got developed supposedly because Logan Paul never paid the guy who was supposed to develop it and coffeezilla broke this in his investigation.
0: Yeah. Uh and he uh, you actually heard, well, not Zach's voice per se because he did uh use a voice altering system on it. Uh but you did hear Zach tell his own story. And part of that story was Logan's team ghosted them when they started talking about signing a contract.
1: Which admittedly is in character for what I understand of how Pauls do business and have done business in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much par for the course. Also par for the course was Logan's response to this.
1: Here we get to the bit about where he sort of gets really on and off the rails. <laughs> so, Logan, namely his first step of just, uh, Defaming
0: you know uh defaming coffee Hill as much as possible, yeah, uh, he called coffee a scam artist, which I hate to use this old playground chestnut, but it takes one to no one,
1: pot kettle, etc. <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> <laughs> um he then claimed that coffee lied and or twisted information while admitting. That coffee was right about literally everything that he said.
1: Pot, kettle, etc.
0: <laughs> he also threatened to sue CoffeeZilla for defamation. Now, this is where I actually. Pot, kettle, etc. <laughs> this is where I took the extraordinary step of actually talking to our legal experts. So, both of them sat down and kind of went over what a defamation suit needs to win. In order to win a defamation suit, first of all, especially with a, a figure like Logan Paul who is very public, you know, he lives his life out in the open. Um, they would he would need to show that Coffeezilla had shared information that was bad or false with uh, malice intent meaning that he he intended to harm Logan Paul's reputation. Logan would then have to prove that what Coffee said was false, which is kind of hard when you just said that what he said was true. And yeah, you can't really
1: get hit for defamation by reporting things that are true. Well. That's, that's a principle that goes back to the earliest court cases
0: in America. So point is here that Logan Paul does not have a leg to stand on. No. No, not at all. Um, in, in the first response video, he also called Zach Keller a felon. Um, Zach did have a criminal record uh, when he was a teen, but it was later expunged. Uh, which
1: is sort of an interesting point in and of itself because how the hell did Logan get a hold of the expunged criminal record
0: yeah which is opening up a whole new uh avenue for prosecutors to go after him uh because he used the criminal rec- record publicly and showed what he had uh which not a very smart move mm. uh in his video, he also showed Zach in an orange uh, jumpsuit. However, that picture was one that was taken a few days before the video was filmed, and was photoshopped. Kind
1: of very delete a bit there, <laughs> I think. The Photoshop is the important bit there. Um, definitely a skeevy move. All and also. Um, Whoever, yeah, and it turns out that also if somebody actually gave him the expunged record, if he didn't find it using some online tool, uh, he, that person could face felony charges. So Yeah. And just he's just going around implicating himself and his co workers all the time.
0: And to build off of what Will said, if he did use an internet search uh, and found it, um he's putting himself in even more legal danger. <laughs>
1: You can you can probably see why his PR team didn't want him to respond.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, in their view, what he did showed that he is not an astute businessman. Which is, you
1: know, that it is certainly how it comes off, you know, to a to an
0: outside observer. <laughs> what I said to Dave was that he's making Elon Musk look smart.
1: I don't know if he's making Elon Musk look smart. I think we're just about that. We're about at the
0: uh, Musk level of confidence. <laughs> um, um, he lied about coffee working in law enforcement, which his PR team warned him about, uh, because obviously this is easily provable. Um, anyone who knows um, CoffeeZilla or anything about his channel knows that he's he started doing investigative reporting Almost right after he left college, uh, there was no time for him to work in law enforcement at all. Um, and having this lie out there opened him up to defamation. We should we should start a counter for that. <laughs> I don't I mean, know if that you know, can Potential count that.
1: defamation counts. What are we at? Uh, <laughs> I would say potentially, um. Two well actually no, I think we're at three because he's got two against Coffee and one against Zach
0: Keller. Yeah. And he's about to have another one against Coffee. Okay, let's go. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so right now I'm recording Will. He knows I'm recording him. That's right. Um but Logan Paul claimed that Coffee broke the law by recording a conversation with Logan's manager, Jeff Levin. Now, there's a couple of things that need to be clarified here. CoffeeZilla actually tried to reach out to Logan Paul via Instagram and via Twitter. Uh, However, Logan had coffee blocked on Twitter and never responded to Coffee's uh, request for a comment on Instagram. And a lot of people are like, well, why would you go to Instagram? That's the only place where you can really reach out to... Uh, someone like Logan Paul. Um, as we of, know he doesn't exactly take uh, questions on his Discord server. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and most celebrities will have questions answered through their manager. So it it did seem a likely route to ask Jeff for a comment. Um, The problem was, coffee did record the call. He's based in Texas, where you only need one side to consent to um, being recorded. Logan and Jeff are both based in California, and assuming that they were in California when uh, this conversation took place, you have to have both parties consent to being recorded.
1: That said, the idea of one-versus-two-party consent is somewhat irrelevant, because... Coffee was a reporter asking explicitly for comment in his conversation with Jeff, and as Jeff did not specify that he was making his response off the record, he he didn't have any expectation of privacy. That only that uh, the yeah the party re- recording consent laws only apply if you have an expectation of privacy. Yeah. Our, it's legal to record conversations in a public place.
0: Our Los Angeles source found out that Logan actually wanted to bribe Coffee not to run the story, to kill the series altogether. That's not really Coffeezilla's style, though. Uh, and this when,
1: isn't a defamation count. The defamation count for uh, Logan is at four, but this is very stupid.
0: Note to self, I cannot bribe Will to kill a story about me. (laughs) Um, uh, Once again, Logan vowed to sue for defamation. This was behind closed doors with his team. (coughs) Um, However, he wasn't prepared for CoffeeZilla being ready for this because having dealt with SPF, SBF rather... Um, as well as other crypto cons, he's people threaten him with defamation suits every other day and twice on Sunday. Hmm.
1: So that tactic was not going to work super well,
0: yeah, so then Logan tried to try to frame himself as the hero and coffee as the villain who was coming after him for clout which I don't understand
1: <laughs> well I mean that is sort of a classic move um, oh he's only coming after me to try and get more famous sort of a classic defense uh, tool defense but classic defense and if he left it there it would that would have uh, this would not have been as funny as it was but we're about to get to my favorite one of his uh, defenses against <laughs> against coffee <Coffee-Zilla's>, uh video <laughs> If you'll take it away,
0: um, uh, Logan then alleged that this was designed to get coffee more patrons for his Patreon. Uh,
1: Not that one. Next, no. sorry.
0: Next one is my favorite. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: then, <laughs> oh, okay, y'all. We all know that I'm a white gay man, and we all know that Will is a white straight man, right? Well, Uh, well, they they can't answer you because they're not actually they're not listening to this live. Oh, they'll answer me in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Logan then wanted to claim that coffee was attacking him simply because he's a straight white man.
1: Obviously, the most oppressed class in America today.
0: I don't know how y'all deal with it.
1: Just uh, obviously we've all developed um, Such Thick skin (laughs) And logical dispositions That make us impossible to mock Or unsettle
0: (laughs) I mean you you almost Never see straight white men On the House of Representatives floor Threatening to beat one another's ass Because someone voted for you for speaker
1: (laughs) Jesus That would be a wild situation (laughs) Imagine if that showed up on C-SPAN Or something Okay,
0: so the the whole problem <laughs> Anyway,
1: uh, there there's two real problems with this argument that people attack him because he's a straight white man. they probably <laughs> attacking him because he's a straight white man. The first is that um obviously as you know pretending to be you're attacked because you're oppressed because you're a straight white man is fucking stupid. Straight white men aren't oppressed in this country. Or almost any country I can think of, actually. Uh <laughs> And the second one is that coffee is also a straight white man.
0: Yeah, this is not a Will Will versus me situation. Not that Will and I have ever gone head-to-head in, in anything like this, but... Here's the thought. At least then it would make a little bit of sense. <laughs> um, but I think Will and I are way, way, way too smart to try that defense. <laughs> Um so Logan deleted the video eventually. Uh he he yeah. eventually did a new response video on his secondary channel uh which many commentators have noted that he likely did this because he doesn't necessarily want coffees name cleared with his uh fans I'm, i refuse to use that group name he
1: wants uh, let me uh, see if i can phrase it he wants some plausible deniability say oh but i apologized and cleared the guy without his fans without his you know the hardest core of his fans having to see it or deal with it
0: yeah exactly you know, classy shit <clears throat> um he did in his defense he did vow to pay back 10000 ETH or eth or however the hell you say that. Which translates to translates to about 1.3 million dollars out of pocket. But you had to have held on to your coins and never sold. <laughs>
1: which given that crypto is explicitly a you know a trade commodity is a fucking nonsense restriction.
0: Um, but the good thing is is he did say that he's not gonna sue CoffeeZilla. Yes, he did back down from his completely
1: empty threat, considering he would have lost that one hilariously. Might have even gotten hit with a slap restriction. This is a slap state, isn't it? Yes, it does have a slap. Slap, I'm referring to S-L-A-P-P, which is a strategic lawsuit against public participation. If the court rules that you've done that, you have to pay the defendant's legal costs. In uh, coffee, Get to for... pay your opponent's legal costs. Sorry,
0: coffee. For his part, did release um, a response to the response video. Good lord, this is getting weird. Um, just getting long. I mean, this is just yeah. Um, but in it, he you know he revealed that um, nothing was said to him in private. Everything has been done um, via YouTube because Logan Paul. Uh, And he's happy that at least some of the victims will be getting their money back, though he is hoping that others uh, can recoup some of their losses as well. And he does not at this point seem inclined to sue Logan Paul for the defamation that he has suffered, which I believe we're at four or five. We are at... uh
1: we are at, <laughs> I'm going to say five. Yeah. I... Uh, you couldn't really, Um, he could probably get away with uh, Coffee Wants to Use His Name for Clout and uh, Coffee Wants to Get More Patrons because he can't, that's the kind of statement that uh, you can't necessarily prove he said he didn't believe it when he said it. But I don't think the court would give him he was attacking me because I'm a straight white man, or are straight white man, et cetera, et cetera. I do not think that would fly in front of the court. Though, obviously, I am not a lawyer or a paralegal or have much legal experience, so take that with a grain of salt.
0: Yes, and on, our, on the legal advice of our experts, nothing said in this segment is, should be construed as legal advice. If you have a problem, please consult with a lawyer and do not sue a drunk gay man or the or the dude who has to put up with him for any kind of legal advice.
1: Wouldn't get any money anyway. paycheck to paycheck over here.
0: You get a paycheck
1: Do you think this is my only job? <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right <laughs> all right we will be right back with PolyTalk. and we are back and during our break uh there was a breaking news alert alec baldwin has been charged with two counts of man involuntary manslaughter uh, in connection to the rust movie shooting
1: it's the death of Helena hutchins that occurred two years ago now uh, we will... well i've got to say i still stand behind alec baldwin because it's a lot safer than standing in front of him
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that is very fair <laughs> um, my cousin who works in production is afraid of the implications Um, of these charges. However, it does seem to, uh, follow with the report that Will and I brought you, um, before the tragedy occurred. Uh, where it was just a very unsafe set, um, and the crew walked off multiple times, including initiating a strike.
1: For what it's worth, the film's armor, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is also facing involuntary manslaughter charges. In fact, the same charges that Baldwin's facing.
0: <clears throat> so, as soon as we have more information, we will bring, uh, bring it to you. Uh, but for now, Will brought me out so I can say fuck a lot during Politalk.
1: Yes, because somebody has to, and I am at least maintaining a demeanor of professionalism in I... this part. So
0: are you saying I'm not professional?
1: (laughs) Well, I try, you know, I mean, we're trying to, you know, portray the most accurate version of the story we can. We have uh, very strong. We believe very strongly in the principal's journalism over here at drunk gossip. (laughs) But they're
0: they're fucked hard. (laughs)
1: Fuck wits is the scientific term. Uh, let's stick with that one. All right. My password is always good. But we're getting off topic. Talk. Anyway, I am, I think, actually a bit privileged uh, this week because I get this is the second week in a row I get to bring you news of a unfolding political scandal. Last week it was George Santos, which admittedly we got too late. Uh, this week it was the scandal with the Biden, the Biden administration's very own classified document scandal.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Now, last week, not that long after we went to press, I think, uh, the Biden administration reported that they had found classified documents in a, in a former private office the then-vice president maintained at the Penn-Biden Center in D.C. Shortly after that, administration lawyers found two more batches in his residence in Delaware. The administration and his the president and his lawyers turned the uh, records over to the National Archives immediately and, are, uh, and have pledged to cooperate with any and all, all investigations on the subject. Now, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, moved quickly to open an investigation. He appointed a special counsel to investigate the retention uh, of the records and any potential issues surrounding that former that's former u.s attorney robert herr and obviously republicans in congress have jumped right on that Ooh. with congressional republicans uh accusing the biden administration of hypocrisy given the focus on trump's files and trying to equate the two situations saying that if you have to charge if you charge one then you have to charge another but the house republicans on the oversight committee and the newly formed committee to investigate justice department investigations that's not the title but that is its purpose and have um, are watching the investigation closely and promise to look into the matter as thoroughly as possible
0: isn't one of the key differences here that democrats are also calling for biden to, to be investigated and um, and charged if he did something wrong, unlike Republicans who we found boxes and boxes and boxes of classified information uh, in Mar-a-Lago, well, and they yeah, want to pretend well, like it- yeah.
1: That's one of them. There are a number of key differences in this, in this case. The Democrats are obviously keeping... are keeping a bit quiet on it and trying to avoid public comment as much as possible, but there has been no opposition to uh, the appointment of a special counsel and the Democrats in the House Oversight Committee have promised to support the investigation. Okay. A Couple of the other major differences are Biden and his team turned over the documents voluntarily after discovering that they had them. Whereas Trump and his document Trump's documents were taken in a raid by the FBI. And there is still, at this point, no evidence that anyone but Biden saw uh, the files before the administration's lawyers discovered them. However, we are still waiting on news from the special counsel, and undoubtedly more information on this front will be revealed during the investigation, assuming it does not get immediately buried in the political infighting.
0: And Biden, unlike Trump, has uh, been very apologetic, Uh, whereas Trump released a new statement negating all of his other defenses, saying he kept these documents as, and I quote, a cool keepsake. (sighs) (laughs) Well,
1: obviously Trump is trying to say that obviously because Biden kept documents too, he didn't do anything wrong, uh, ignoring the fact that potential is, you know, the big problem that we saw with him keeping his documents is what happened to them after the fact I understand, there's still a large number, there's still a large amount of those documents missing. But we do that's, that's ongoing. This is ongoing. This is not great. And it's going to be bad for the administration. But we still need to see more info to know how this plays out. Obviously, we will be keeping an update on um, we will be keeping you updated as this story develops. So watch this space and hopefully other news sources as well. Now, last week, I was mentioning that I was hoping this was going to be the court episode where we covered a number a covered gotten deeper into some of the eh, consequential court cases the Supreme Court has on its target. That ended up not happening and may be postponed for a while as there has been no movement from the court except they haven't found the person who released the Roe v. Wade draft opinion, and the justices are apparently uh, not getting along so well these days. Clicking up, getting into old people slap, old people slap <laughs> fights in the hallways. Probably not that last one, but the clicking
0: uh, up. Uh, but can it be the last one? Because I really want to see Katangi Brown Jackson just slap the shit out of Amy Kona, uh, Coney Barrett. <laughs>
1: I am on whatever team that Samuel Alito is not on. This is all I'm going to say on that fact.
0: And I'm going to end the investigation for the Supreme Court right now. I know who released the documents. RBG, her ghost came back and said, "Fuck this shit. I gotta, I gotta teach these people a lesson." And the ghost of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. <laughs> hey, we should do mystery ink on that. Uh-huh. oh well They're, they have their own <laughs> problems right now
1: <laughs> it might be a welcome distraction for them but in any case you know in addition any news coming out of the Supreme Court has been drowned out by the expected increase in drama from the House with the Republicans in charge a lot of the hardline members who were kicked off of committees or prevented from committee assignments by Democratic leadership have been returned to power.
0: Lord.
1: Yes. Marjorie Taylor, the House has given favorable committee appointments to a number of Freedom Caucus members. Most notably, Marjorie Taylor Greene has received appointments to the, over, the House Oversight Committee and the Homeland Security Committee. And Paul Gosar has received appointments to the Natural Resources Committee and the House Oversight Committee. House Oversight Committee being the committee that uh, conducts investigations within the House and uh, oversees Uh. investigations uh, of government misconduct in general. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene probably does not need any introduction to anyone who listens to this podcast regularly. She is the extremely unhinged representative from Georgia. Uh, Paul Gosar probably also doesn't need much representation, but just in case, he's a far-right politician who is from uh, Arizona's 9th District. And he was most famously kicked off of his committees for posting a video of him,
0: I believe, heading AOC. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Rounding out
1: uh, appointments to the oversight committee were Lauren Bobert and Scott Perry which it'll be fun to see if the fight's between Bobert and Marge assuming they continue, assuming their relationship continues on its present course but that's about the only fun thing we have from that particular
0: announcement Oh, and George Santos was added to the Small Business Committee and Science, Technology, and Space Committee, which makes sense because he was the first man on the moon (laughs) Yeah
1: Stanley Kubrick hired him to set up the cameras up there (laughs) Well, you haven't heard this theory. Supposedly, uh, I, I, Stanley I, I, Kubrick I, I... was hired to fake the moon landing, but he was such a perfectionist, he made them shoot it on location. Shoot his fake footage on location.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: but anyway, yes, uh, George Santos uh, should have been added to the science fiction committee because that's what his resume is. But he was added to the relatively low power small business and science, technology, and space committees by the Republican Steering Committee. This is despite some opposition from within the caucus. The Republican head of business says he doesn't approve of what he did, but it doesn't matter because he got elected, so now they have to work with him. However, that's a moderate opinion. That is a um moderate opinion within the caucus, as some Republicans have called for his resignation or expulsion. Which is from
0: which is not likely to happen because McCarthy needs that vote to uh, maintain any yeah. sort of movement within the House. Because if he loses, what is it, four uh, four or five votes, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing gets passed, nothing gets done. Yeah, nothing gets, well, nothing's going to,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And that seat is not exactly safe for, uh, for Republicans. Santos flipped it running off of the wave of mistrust caused by uh, Andrew Cuomo up here in New York. But it's not exactly clear that a Republican could hold it after the current uh, fiasco with Santos. Anyway, oversight is now stocked to the brim with hardline Republicans. And many Democratic representatives fear attempts to undermine the rest of the government and to undermine and weaponize investigations uh, that are ongoing into uh, into misconduct within the government. There's a a fear that uh, they'll try to undermine the Justice Department or try to turn uh, the classified documents probe into massive uh, impeachment proceedings. But uh, some within the Biden administration are actually cheering the appointments because they feel it will make it easier to portray their opposition as unreasonable.
0: Do they really need help in that department?
1: Probably not, but it's good to have it. You know? Fair. Well, good for the PR team, maybe not so good for the rest of the country.
0: <laughs> Biden can take it for a re-election and say, hey, I, I got more done in my first two years than with these assholes. <laughs> well...
1: It does look like we're going to continue the trend of getting – we're going to start the trend of getting nothing done that everybody saw coming. Um, McCarthy has spent most of his – most of this week so far doing what everybody expected, which is to say exactly what the far right wanted. He has pledged to kick Democrats off of committees. Hasn't uh, Nothing official has been done, but he has mentioned that he'd like to get Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar removed, among potentially some others. And the rest of his time has been consumed by the fight over the debt ceiling which is the amount of uh, money that the u.s government is allowed to borrow to cover its spending the u.s hit that ceiling today as house republicans are refusing to ex to raise it unless they get concessions on spe- on uh, spending reductions Biden administration has refused to negotiate with them saying that they are essentially holding the government hostage over a procedural matter. And so now it's the Treasury having to take measures to prevent the government from defaulting on its debts. And the measures they put in place will hold until June 5th. So it's looking like the predictions that the hardliners would have McCarthy by the short hairs are pretty accurate. He is, I mean, honestly, at this point, I would say that mccarthy is the speaker in name only i would consider marjorie taylor green to be the speaker of the house in every way that matters
0: yeah and it all it takes is one house member to bring a motion to have kevin mccarthy removed
1: so essentially he's never gonna he's never gonna moderate himself
0: and we're
1: gonna We are very, and we are not really gonna. We can't really expect any Republicans to jump ship or moderate themselves because those people are all gone now.
0: And the we are likely to uh, default on our debts because they. Let's fucking uh, hope
1: we don't default on our goddamn debts. That would be a problem. That uh, would be a economic disaster.
0: I, I was just gonna say. I was reading that it was that this will just crumble our economy. This will this will
1: collapse our economy and do a huge amount of damage to the world economy. Which you know, I guess I don't know. There's people in the house who are dumb enough that they would like that as their legacy.
0: Well, yeah, the, these people are not—they're uh, not very bright. Hmm. But if they were, they'd they'd have a real job instead of being in Congress. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, I believe that's everything for the evening, with one final potential note. I haven't mentioned this a lot before, but I've got my eyes personally on the race to replace Diane Feinstein, who is growing old and unable to do her job. Uh, so that's kind of heating up on both sides with rumors that um, a representative like Adam Schiff might jump into the Senate race. And that's been bolstered by rumors of a new, uh, new individual joining uh, the race for Congress. Ed, would you like to do the honors here?
0: Yes, a Boy Meets World star Ben Savage has announced his intention to run for Adam Schiff's seat in the House. Uh, obviously, he will be running as a Democrat, and. I'm just wondering if his brother Fred is going to be in charge of filming his commercials.
1: Well, why not? I mean, this is already a soap. The government is already a soap, so <laughs> let's go all the way, shall we?
0: I mean, if, if we're hey, going with the government being a soap, his
1: resume is genuinely uh, more complete than some people we currently have in in Congress.
0: That is true. He he has a degree in political science, um, and he interned under, I cannot remember the guy's name now, um, hmm. but he interned um, under a Republican.
1: And we are pretty sure that he actually has his GED. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note... <laughs> I think I'll leave it there with you, but thanks for tuning in tonight, everybody.
0: Thank you all for listening as always, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.